I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 156 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. Okay, dads, I have an exciting guest to bring you guys today to close out our two-episode tribute to the season finale of The Bachelor. Many of you guys probably have wives or girlfriends out there who have been chatting it up about Colton Underwood and who he's going to pick on tonight's season finale of the show. Every year, they seem to have a little bit of a different angle to throw at The Bachelor to add to his backstory. This year, the guy is a virgin. Ten years ago, he was a single dad, and I have that dad with me today on the podcast He is a first-class father who entered the world of reality TV as a single dad. His first appearance came on season four of The Bachelorette, where he was the runner-up. Jason Mesnick was in the process of his proposal to The Bachelorette at the time, who put the brakes on the entire operation. Jason was chosen as The Bachelor for season 13 of the successful series. And as if having a child didn't add enough drama to the storyline, Jason created a bit of controversy himself by choosing a woman, Melissa, actually proposing to her only to break up with her on the season finale and then choose the runner-up, Molly, who is now his bride. Together, they have a daughter. So after all was said and done, Jason Mesnick ended up finding true love as a result of his reality TV experience. And he is my guest for today's podcast. So please stick around for the interview. The clocks have sprung ahead here on the East Coast, and that gives us a little bit more daylight to enjoy the outdoors with our kids. And before you know it, baseball season will be upon us here. And while it can cost a small fortune at times to take your family to the game, there are ways to save, and one of them is by buying your tickets on SeatGeek.com or through the SeatGeek app. Use the promo code FIRSTCLASS, one word, FIRSTCLASS, and First Class Fatherhood listeners will save $20 off their tickets That's good for baseball, basketball, Broadway, and beyond. So get out there, download the SeatGeek app, buy your tickets, and use the promo code FIRSTCLASS. Tomorrow on the show is a first-class father who went from sitting in the bleachers to sitting in the luxury boxes. Taylor Jack Harris became a millionaire just three and a half years removed from the unemployment line. So trust me, you will want to hear his advice coming to you tomorrow on the podcast. So let's go, dads. Locking into first-class fatherhood here. Fatherhood rocks. Family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me, and I'm going to jump right into the action now with former Bachelorette, former Bachelor, Jason Mesnick. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. I cannot say thank you enough to all the listeners out there. You will hear a word from my sponsors in the middle of today's interview. If you would like to help me make First Class Fatherhood ad-free, please consider becoming a supporter of the podcast by hitting the link in the description of today's podcast episode. All right, joining me now is a First Class Father. He was the runner-up on the fourth season of The Bachelorette. And then he found the true love of his life on season 13 of The Bachelor. He was the first star of the series to come into the game as a first-class father already. It is a big pleasure for me to say, Jason Mesnick, welcome to First Class Fatherhood. First class? (laughs) Nobody's ever said that to me, ever. That's right. Well, hey, listen, on this show, you are a first-class father, Jason. Okay. I'm just just happy to be a dad. All right. How many kids do you have, and how old are they? I've got two kids. Uh, I'm actually home. Uh, like we, when you reached out with my five-year-old Riley, who's sick today, 
And then I've got a um, a 14 year old uh, from my first marriage, uh, full on into puberty, chasing girls, you know, the whole bit. Yeah, we are about to have a teenager in our house next month, so we are bracing for impact over here. <laughs> That's pretty funny. What type of uh, sports or activities are they into? Uh, let's see, my son, he's all, all sports. Um, he, he's kind of narrowed everything down. Um, so he played everything growing up, soccer, baseball, basketball, flag football, not, not tackle. Um, and then now he just does basketball and he's starting to get into golf. Um, daughter is full into gymnastics. Um, does that every week with a group and, uh, what she does Girl Scouts, swim lessons. Like she's she's more of like a like get out of the house and do stuff kind of girl. Okay, do you get in there and coach at all, or do you like to enjoy it more from the sideline? Uh, a little bit of both. Like I've coached basketball. I've never been like for him. I was never like the head coach of everything because I was a really crappy athlete. So I helped when he was really little with baseball. Uh, coaches baseball teams in little league and um, basketball. But not football. I was definitely not that good at football. Um, it's funny you're asking because we're just getting ready for my daughter to um, start t-ball for the first time. So I'm going to be one of the coaches there too. So I'll probably be a, probably a little bit more involved with her just because I I I, I love doing it with him. But I got kind of coached out pretty quick by some other really good coaches. Uh, but already, like in her world, like the dads are like, "You better do this. We need your help." I'll tell you what, it is a very enjoyable experience. I love to coach them before it gets really competitive and super technical. Then I let the real coaches come in, take over, and then I go back down to the little kids and, and get back to the basics. Yeah, no, I like, like I, my memories of my son are like really uh, just trying to teach him how to do jumping jacks. You ever watch kids try to do jumping jacks when they're little? Oh, yeah, it is awkward for sure. <laughs> it's so funny. So like, my only memories of like coaching my son are like trying to teach him how to do jump, jumping jacks and has very little to do with hitting a baseball or like shooting a basketball. Yeah. And of course, as dads, we like to look back at this through like Superman goggles and think that we, uh, you know, always knew what we were doing. <laughs> yeah. And you think you're the best too. Like when you're uh -oh. little, like, oh man, I'm so good. And you're running the third base instead of first base. <laughs> All right, Jason, please take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Uh, so what I do, my, my day job is, uh, in real estate. So I help people buy and sell homes in, in the Seattle area. Um, I've lived here for most of my life. Um, so that's kind of the, the day job. And luckily like a day like today when my daughter's sick, I can kind of stay in while my wife goes to work and, um, be here until she gets home. Um, I mean, obviously I'm here from, this, you know, randomly, randomly, this is my 10-year anniversary for The Bachelor. Um, can't believe it's been 10 years. Um, so that's 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 why I'm sure you reached out. I'm I'm definitely a dad, but I probably wouldn't have been reached out unless I was on the show. Um, gosh, I was yeah. Even like a week and a half ago, I was in New York with um, the new Bachelor. His name's Colton, and it's just amazing how big of a a gap there is. I mean, he's 26, you know? So like when I was in the bachelor, he was a teenager in high school wow. and his world now, like we're, we're at good morning America and he's around filming everything and, you know, doing Snapchat and Instagram posts and all this stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? What, should I be doing that? Yeah. The game has certainly changed uh, since your time on the show now with uh, streaming everything and live videos everywhere. Oh Yeah. 
When did you first become a dad, Jason, and how did becoming a father kind of change your perspective on life? Um, well, I became a dad, so obviously, so my son's 14. Uh, I was, uh, I had dated his mom for five years, and we got married, and we were married for a couple of years. Um, and she, uh, and she decided to go in another direction. So that's where the marriage ended. Um, but you know, it was pretty quick from when her and I got married. Um, and probably the biggest impact to me is, you know, once we split up, it was, you know, she kind of went through some stuff early on where he was with me, you know, you know, I'd say 80 to 90% of the time for about three years, which, you know, as you know, you know, I wouldn't say I was a single dad, but I was a dad that with, was with my kid, you know, a lot of the time. Um, it was just a big, you know, I, I loved every minute of it, especially early on because I was able to get, you know, grow this awesome bond with my son, Ty. But it was but it was really hard. And I think anybody who's with, you know, share, like co-parenting or single parents or whatever you might want to call it that do that, um, it's a whole different challenge than um, kind of the traditional when got two parents involved yeah and speaking about challenges what were some of the challenges of doing two reality tv shows back to back while being a father um well the first one i did so when it was the bachelorette he was definitely not around much for that so like there was like we did a trip out to seattle and it was just more of like coordinating like you know my sister-in-law to pick him up from daycare and then meet us at a park so that was a very small thing like he may have been a part of it for gosh, I'm going to bet like five hours or less total. So that wasn't much of a challenge. But like when it became, you know, the next season when it was The Bachelor, you know, they wanted him to be kind of highlighted. You know, the the whole idea back then was to kind of mirror the movie Sleepless in Seattle, if everybody remembers that movie with um, Tom Hanks. And they really wanted it to look like I was the single dad living on a houseboat and they tried to get the rights from the movie Sleepless in Seattle, but the, the movie wouldn't give um, ABC's production company the, the rights to do it. Um, so they really faked it. Like they, they rented a houseboat because I lived in a tiny little house in, in the Seattle area, which wasn't going to look great for TV. Um, and I think the challenge more, that, more that, than anything was making sure that I was protecting him away from – like I, I really wanted people to see him because I thought – you know, he's a great kid. And I knew they picked me basically because, you know, that was my story, that, that single dad, um, when, which at that point wasn't even really the case. It was shared, you know, it was, I was shared custody with my ex-wife 50 half the time. But, you know, they had all these ideas of, hey, like when you go on a date, we're going to have all these girls, 25 girls, you know, babysit him. And so they pushed these weird concepts on me. And it was like, you know what, that's, that's not going to happen. You know, I, I know that that seems fun for TV land, but in my real world, like, I would never let 25 strangers that are, you know, 20 to 30 years old drinking all day long babysit my son. So I, I think the, the challenge really was just protecting what I knew was right from what they wanted to portray on TV. Yeah, I can understand that. How about your family, Jason? How did your parents and family members react? I mean, were they cautious or, or, or concerned about you doing reality TV, given the fact that you did have a son and this was going to affect him in some way? I don't think so. I mean, they trust me. Uh, I mean, I, my parents know out of, like, I've got two brothers, and, like, my brothers are very much more traditional. They work at big companies, and 
um, you know, they probably wouldn't do like people in, for example, people in real estate are, you know, you're basically um, on your own and you, you make a living when you buy and sell home, help your clients buy and sell homes. Uh, so my brothers would never do that. They're, they're much more consistent, uh, need more consistency in their life. And, you know, like right out of college, I was the one kid who like, I picked up my backpack and traveled around Europe by myself for three months. So I think when, when I came to them, you know, with this whole bachelor thing, they were like, you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you. And I think they just wanted me to really think it through. And it, of course, back then, you know, like like I was never going on the show just thinking you're going to get married or find your wife, especially on The Bachelorette, because the chances of that are so slim. But I think they, they trusted me. And, you know, it was more importantly, like when I needed help, if especially when I was on The Bachelor, if it was, you know, we we spent three weeks filming in New Zealand and my son was in New Zealand with us. And so they... You know, they spent time obviously taking, helping take care of him when I was out filming. And, you know, there were times where, um, like when we were filming down in California, where, you know, maybe even less my parents, but like, you know, my brother would fly down and, you know, babysit my son while I was, um, while I was out filming and doing the bachelor stuff. And I'd come back, you know, late at night. Um, and my son would be like sleeping. He was three at the time. He'd just be sleeping in my bed and, um, my brother would be in the the room next door. So it was, you know, my parents were definitely part of it, but it was definitely as as a kind of like, you know, a, I don't even want to say single dad, but just dad who had part-time custody. I had a lot of other people involved, you know, even before The Bachelor. My younger brother, who's um, he's three years younger, you know, he he helped, he moved into my house to help take care of my son. So, you know, we'd, we'd have two, you know, two people on staff really, um, to take care of them. Yeah, that's awesome. It really does take a village to raise a child. Totally. Okay, well, Jason, you have had both experiences, the pursuer and the pursued. Which process would you say was more enjoyable for you to take part in, the bachelor or the bachelorette? Uh, I mean, I think the bachelorette, when you're one of 25, is just a fun ride. Like, you're there, especially if you end up doing the bachelor or bachelorette, if you're a girl, um, you've probably done the other show. So if you do the first time, the first go around, it's just like you're learning how producers make a TV show and you're, you know, you're on camera and you've got microphones attached to you and you're kind of a part of like this production process. And you're also, um, you know, making a bunch of new friends that are kind of going through this whole same experience with you. So outside of wondering if you're going to get a rose or not, the rest of it's really fun. Right. You know, you can probably go on a helicopter for the first time and travel around the United States or internationally. And all of it's really fun. Um, but then when you become the bachelor, it definitely becomes much more of a job where, you know, they're coming to you, asking you to do certain things that you wouldn't want to do or, you know, trying to portray, you know, like my son, trying to pour, uh, get him in situations where, like, you know, it would be great if, like, all the girls were babysitting him, like I mentioned before. Um, so that becomes much more challenging. Uh, but at the same time, you know, it's much more rewarding at the end because especially if you, you know, you get married and you, you create a family, you know, that part's much more rewarding. Uh, but I wouldn't say it's more fun. Um, when, you know, I, I, the idea of like, when I think about, like I mentioned, I was backpacking around Europe by myself, you know, just being free and not having to worry about anything and traveling when you want. That was much more similar to The Bachelorette, where you're just one of these guys, and, you know, you're sitting by the campfire at night, and you're, you know, roasting marshmallows, barbecuing, 
you know, drinking beer with some some new friends that you've made. Like, there, you don't have a worry a worry in the world. Where The Bachelor is much more of like you're on a mission. Producers are, um, I keep on saying producers because you know the people who make the show have a job to make an interesting show, and they're always sitting down talking to you, and you know. 80%, uh, maybe 80 to 90% of your time is in that world versus even being on camera. Good stuff. Okay, time for an important word from our sponsors and then back with more from Jason Mesnick. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Seat Geek. Taking your kids to the ball game is one of the greatest experiences in all of fatherhood. And now, First Class Fatherhood has partnered with Seat Geek, and you could save $20 off your next ticket purchase by using the promo code first class. That's one word, first class. Maybe you want to go to a Broadway show, a concert. SeatGeek has the best prices for a wide variety of events. It's a slam dunk deal, dads. Get over to www.seatgeek.com and use the promo code first class to get $20 off your next ticket purchase. SeatGeek.com. All right. I know your daughter is a little too young yet, but how much does your son Ty know about this entire thing? And what age would you be comfortable with him watching the season in which you and your wife first met? <laughs> it's funny. He's just so as a 14-year-old. He's just starting to ask now. You know, his friends probably know more than he does. So he was three, and he has no memory of being on the show. Um, and, you know, at this point in his life, his mom doesn't really want him to be on TV or any of that kind of stuff. She, she said, you know, now that the bachelor is over, like, let's just have him out of it. Um, so I, I think that there's a piece of him that is curious where he's definitely asked. It's, it's really just been in the last couple of weeks. He's like, I'm going to watch the show. And I'm like, no, like, I mean, he definitely watches as a teenager, you know, worse things on TV than the bachelor. Um, but he still hasn't seen any of it. Where my daughter, like she's never seen the show, but you know they had a they they were nice enough to to do a wedding for us on TV. Um, but she's seen the wedding, and especially as a little girl, she, you know she wanted to see mommy as a princess, and there's definitely no drama. You know, there's not the same drama at the at the wedding episodes as there are you know the regular episodes. So she's seen that kind of stuff, but she, she hasn't asked about watching the show. Um, I think. Got it. You know, I do some of my own just kind of fun social media marketing type stuff, even for for work in real estate. And we've pulled some old clips um, just even the last couple of weeks from from The Bachelor off just, you know, iTunes or YouTube. And it's more of a chuckle of like, you don't even look like that that anymore, Daddy. You know, being 10 years ago. Yeah, and I know that's got to be a terrific wedding video that they shot, and that'll be something you guys will treasure forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, Jason, you proposed or you were in the process of proposing to the bachelorette. Did having a child and being a single dad ultimately turn out to be the reason that she turned you down, or was it just simply uh, not meant to be? Uh, I don't think it was meant to I mean, like, I know her, you know, I know her now, and, you know, retrospectively and knowing what happened, like, I don't think she was ever going to be comfortable in the world, you know, with, with somebody who had a kid. You know, there's definitely a, TV production aspect of having two people there on the last day. So it looks like that. Uh, but, you know, in my mind, you know, I guess if I could go back and do that again, um, I, you know, you don't propose to somebody when you're a single dad <laughs> after a couple months. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but so I think, I think that worked out the way it was supposed to. 
Um, and, and I, again, and I even think the way, you know, fast forward to The Bachelor, it worked out the way it was supposed to. Um, you know, I, I had proposed to somebody else, and, she, you know, she was great. It just, you know, we dated a couple months afterwards, and it just didn't end up working out. But I would say, luckily, you know, with Molly, we dated for another year afterwards of her flying out to Seattle, getting to know my my son, and, you know, just doing trips like every week for a year. Um, so it ended up being, even though we weren't in the same town for a while, it ended up being much more of a normal kind of dating relationship versus any of the Bachelor stuff. Yeah, and it's crazy to me the way dating is done with this generation. I'm not sure how much of it can be attributed to shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, but today's kids, they're using their phones to swipe up or swipe right or whatever to pick a person that they want to go out with. It's like speed dating in a sense, but with all these phones and screens comes a struggle for a lot of us dads out here. So how do you kind of handle the screen time, video games, uh, social media, particularly with your son, Ty? Well, first of all, I'm the worst because meaning that I trust my well my, a little different with my daughter but i trust my son that like if he gets good grades and gets all his homework done and isn't you know he's still not out and about like doing bad things that i've that i know about that i really trust him to give him free time right especially during the school year like you get home and you do homework and you have dinner and all of a sudden you want to play Fortnite or you know nba basketball video game um, so I really trust him. So I will say that um, this is a really interesting conversation for me, uh, that I'm probably pretty lenient on it. Um, but it's funny. This is like literally today's Thursday. Last, this past Saturday, my son says to me, he's like, you spoil, you spoil, you spoil us too much. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he said, and because I, I really don't buy, like I literally probably buy him pair of shoes every year and maybe a couple video games like outside of holidays like i don't buy him a lot of stuff and he was referring to like as much time as i let him do have screen time when we started talking about it more i said so you know if this is what you want like i'm gonna probably be stricter one you're you know one this is my son telling me this i'm like i think you're right and so he's a he's a kid who's asking for um like a little bit more discipline so he used to so and I think part of it comes from he used to play year round basketball, like on all these traveling programs and whatnot. And he's not doing that anymore. So he had this everyday routine of like I come home, I you know, do my homework, I go to practice and, you know, have dinner and then maybe have a little bit of time for myself to play video games. But now he doesn't have that. Like he only plays for his whole basketball team. And he's probably just feeling like he's he knows he's doing it too much. So realistically, I would say in the last like six days, it's even changed in our house where, um, I don't know, screen times, it's hard because, you know, your kids see you on the screen, right? Even if you're editing, you know, like you were telling me, you're editing your, um, your podcast, you're, you're on your phone. Yeah, that has become a major challenge for me because I never had any of these social media accounts before I started this podcast, but now I'm on my phone all the time trying to promote it and everything, so I'm definitely on it much more now for sure. Yeah, and they see you, and like you could say, well, it's for work, and it's, it's I'm doing this, but in their eyes, it's like, well, you're still just doing, you're on your phone. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing fingers, but like we all are, um, and so it's I just think it's an every it's a it's a growing challenge that we're going to have to face, and I, I I think as long as I can see my son um, 
kind of making sure that he's doing real life stuff with his friends versus just on his headset, you know, talk playing Xbox with him, which strangely enough he's a, he's also asking for, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and we're a Catholic family, and my kids, they all gave up video games for Lent, so now they're off the table completely, which is good, but we do use that Fortnite for, a, like, a form of currency to get them to do things around the house, so uh, it'll definitely be more of a challenge to us to come up with creative ways to give them other incentives to do things, but, I mean, the whole thing, it, it is very challenging. Oh, yeah, well, I think it's to every single person. No doubt. All right, Jason, you have had a lot of success, a lot of adventures in your life already. What kind of goals do you have coming up for yourself? What's next for Jason Mesnick here? Uh, well, first of all, a lot of travels coming up. But outside of that, um, probably I'd say two things. One is, so I'm 42 now, and somebody was asking me this too, like at, at New Year's, you're like, what's your resolution? And I don't really have annual resolutions. But the first thing that came to my mind was, you know, I'm probably plus or minus near the half time of my life, right? You know, unless something drastic happens. So, like, maybe I'll, like, if if health goes well, I'll live to, like, my 80s, 80s-ish, mid-80s, whatever. Um, so I thought, like, my only goal when I thought about that was, like, can I make the second half of my life better than the first half of my life? Um, so I literally, and this has, you know, been over the last couple couple months of, like, okay, so I think about them almost every day now, and it's just really, okay, so if I really, you know, I, I had a good first 42 years, and, you know, but what do I do now to make it better for me and my family and, and those around me? Um, and that means a whole bunch of different things. So it's, it's work, it's family, it's how I give back to the community. It's, it's, all, those, it's all those things. Um, but also, like, I think day in and day out, you know, like you doing um, this podcast, you know, in in my day job in real estate, you know, I think about that too. It's one is, you know, who do I really want to draw in, you know, uh, as far as people I can help buy and sell houses. And, you know, interesting, interestingly enough, you know, what I realized over the last few years is like some of my most fun, best, interesting clients have all kind of come to me because of the bachelor stuff. And so now I'm kind of even going through a personal uh, kind of branding and marketing of like, so how do I how do I figure out how to to market and brand towards those people? Um, so that's probably more of a short term thing. Like, you know, I was even shooting videos yesterday of of kind of bachelor world meets real estate world um, myself. So just an ongoing like, in, you know, enjoying more of what I do, and also like, is it making these next forty two or whatever years, you know, awesome as awesome as I can. Yeah, well said. And it seems like all the evidence is pointing towards celebrities promoting themselves and their own brand instead of being a spokesperson for another company. So things are definitely changing uh, in the game and, and are definitely creating new opportunities as, as it happens. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, even like, you know, in the bachelor world, there must be, I don't know, I'm probably underestimating 10 to 20 bachelor contestants that do a podcast of, it's a very bachelor related, like, you know, the kids, yeah, I say kids because the in their mid twenties that, that, um, are trying to build, uh, you know, uh, a community around them talking about the bachelor. <clears throat> but Molly and I did that, gosh, I'd say six or seven years ago, we had a podcast. Um, and so like, I, I, I totally get it. You know, I wish, Mo I wish I could have convinced Molly, my wife to keep on, keep on doing it. But, you know, there, there's all different ways and, you know, 
all different ways of continuing to brand yourself and build whatever you want to build. Yes, definitely. All right, last thing I'm going to hit you with here, Jason, I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new dad or for that about-to-be father who's out there listening? Advice? Um, gosh, I mean, I've, I've had two, I have two friends that just had their first kids, too. Um, just love every minute. I mean, that's like every, just everything goes so fast. You know, like we have this like little wall of fame of like just the kids growing up in our, in our house. And like, I walk by the first picture is my son, like on my shoulders at the zoo. And he's like two years old and like, literally he's at 14 now. And like, he's a good kid, but he still would much rather, he'd, you know, if he had 10 things to do, it would be the first 10 would be things with his friends and you know i wouldn't even be on the top 10 list um and so it's just enjoy every stinking moment you know you know when they're little and i have a friend of mine that we we joke when the baby's born they're more much more like a like a larva like they they can't do much they rely you know they just kind of lay there and eventually they learn how to sit up and then roll roll over on their tummies after tummy time and i i just think like like loving every single minute is the best thing, you know? And then you know, obviously there's the balance of, you know, your relationship with, with your partner, your wife or husband, and then, um, uh, you know, building and, and working and, and making a living. But like, I would, I would drop anything in my world, you know, like I'm home, you know, with my daughter sick today and we're just, you know, until we had this schedule, we were just sitting on the couch. She's watching, she's actually watching the Flintstones and I was working. Um, but just love every single minute because it's, it's the best thing. Like I can guarantee, like, uh, thankfully I'm not on my deathbed or haven't been near it, but like, I can guarantee you, you're going to, at the end of the day, you're going to be thinking about these moments and not, not like, not like what you did for work or, you know, you know, those type of things. You're going to remember these special moments with your family. Yeah, very well said. Great message. This has been a lot of fun for me. You are a first-class father, and I got to say, Jason Mesnick, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on First Class Fatherhood. Yeah, no problem, man. Okay, back with some final words here in just a second. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Jason Mesnick for giving me a few minutes of his time here. That was so cool. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, or drop me that DM over on Instagram. I always love to read your feedback. Lock it in. Still got a lot more coming your way this week. Tyler Jack Harris is a first class father who went from being broke and on the unemployment line to being a multimillionaire in three and a half years. He has got some advice for you guys that you definitely do not want to miss out on. Thursday, I have a fellow fatherhood podcaster, Larry Hagner, joining me on the show. We're going to close out the week strong with another Frogman Friday episode with former Navy SEAL Brandon Cruz. That's all I got for you guys today. Enjoy that little bit of extra daylight there on the East Coast. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Fathers.